there would be a, such a catapulting of people's lives into the rim of the miraculous that what they said that was impossible no longer becomes impossible because through faith all things are given. Thank you for this church, the fasting, the prayer, everything that's been done to set up this weekend of the miraculous. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, and you may be seated. The Lord spoke to me when I was on the platform these two words, change coming, change coming. So for somebody here tonight, you've been concerned about a change of what you need to do, but the Lord says change coming. Now, what would you do for God if you knew he would back it up if you knew it was a failless plan what would you do for God if you knew God would back up your giving how much would you be giving if you knew God answered prayer how much would you be praying if you knew God was exalted in praise and then exalted you how much praise would you be doing now, what would God do if you just believed? How complicated is believing? It's amazing how that you can take medicine at every four hours and that's not a problem because you really believe that it's going to work and most of the time that it does. But how many of you really do know that if I just believe, God's going to bring it to pass? We have a real hard time believing, don't we? This is yes and this is no. It's not enough to believe once. You have to keep believing. Even when it's not easy, you have to keep believing. Look at somebody say, keep believing. Keep believing. Come on, say with that little emphaticness. Keep believing. You've got to keep believing. You must keep faith active. Faith must be alive. Remember, what you feed lives, what you don't dies. Too many people feed their fears and doubt their faith. You need to be feeding your faith and doubting your fears, but we get it reversed. How many times do you complicate things from God by simply what you say or how you act? How many times do you diminish a move of God in your life because you tell yourself, I don't feel God tonight or I don't feel good tonight? How many people feel good all the time? I don't know anybody that feels good all the time. Every once in a while, you just don't feel good. How many people come to church where you don't feel like it? Absolutely. People look at us preachers and think that we're, you know, invincible. And, man, you wake up high-fiving the ceiling and kissing the, li- the lights on the ceiling. You know, no, 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 you don't. You wake up every once in the morning and say, good Lord, morning. Now, we're supposed to wake up and say, good morning, Lord. But every once in a while, it's good, Lord, morning. Not everybody feels good all the time, but you just keep believing. Now, not everything God's going to do has God done. Okay? Let me say that again. Not everything that God's going to do has God done. You've got to keep that extending your faith and keep your faith. You have to poise yourself to believe. Now, when is the last time you had had to use your faith? When's the last time you had to use your faith? 
Now you, you understand, we don't use our faith very much because we have options. If we don't have something, we just go buy it. If we can't afford it, we just go charge it. When's the last time? Think, I want you to think a little bit tonight. When is the last time you had to use your faith? When things weren't now. Obviously, in the last few months, some of you had to use faith that you didn't even think you had. And is it amazing how that we hear of storms and, and losses other places? We think, how did they do it? And then here you were thrown in the midst of it a few weeks ago. And here you are now thinking, how in the world did I get through that? If God would have told you you were going into it, can you imagine the fretting and the frustration? You'd be piling things up. You would be making it. But you see, God has to have something to work with before it can work. Oh, y'all save me this tape back here, guys. Don't. Okay, this, this is a good message right here. You know, when's the last time you said, God, i got to have you. You've got to get me out of this. We like living in the comfortable, folks. We like everything just right. And when it doesn't go right, we get all messed up. And we get, it's like, God, I can't trust you when it's bad. I can only believe you when it's good. And that's where our faith gets confused when we don't give God a job. God needs a job. He doesn't like being unemployed. God's unemployed when you don't have something that he needs to do in your life. We're trying, to get, we're trying to get to a place where we don't need as much of God because that means if I need God, i got a need that's bigger than I can take care of. Oh, yeah. We like everything just right. Don't mess up my potatoes. Don't mess up my coffee. Now, I love McDonald's coffee, okay? It's, just, it's the best coffee there is. I don't care if it's Starbucks. I don't care it, whatever it is. It's the best coffee because not only is it the cheapest coffee, it's the best coffee. Now, I know that's one man's opinion, and my opinion don't count much except to me. But I like, I like McDonald's coffee. Now, some people say, well, you've got to have more coffee to be better. You know, understand that God is trying to help us to need him. He doesn't want you to get comfortable with that. That's why sometimes sickness comes and you can't even find out what it is. Because God says, I don't want them to find out what it is. Because if they find out and they give in the medication and it works, I don't get any glory out of that. Yeah. If I take, God said, if I take you beyond what they have the understanding for and they can't find out, then you have to walk up here and have a miracle in your life. Then I get back my job. God doesn't want you independent of him. Quit trying to be independent of God. Quit trying to get so much money that you don't need to give so God can bless you. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, come on. So, so what am I preaching about tonight? What's my title? Oh, I got three of y'all that can read. That's good. It's not bad for Louisiana. What's my title tonight? No faith, no miracles. No faith, no miracles. We need to reacquaint ourselves with faith. We're losing our faith, folks, because we like things the way they were. And if it gets out of sort, we don't like it. How many of you ladies have got clothes, whether it be a gown or a, a nightgown or a dress? That you, you just can slip in it because, because, you know, it's just like, boy, it's comfortable. You've had it 10 years, and you've got 20 other gowns in the closet, but it fits better because you wore it more. 
pair of shoes you keep at the back door. You know, you don't even have to untie them. You just stick your foot in them. Oh, yes, yeah, some of you know. It just fits. You know, it just, you know, sometimes we got things in our life that it just fits. And we don't want to change. Like, God, don't mess with me now. I got everything figured out. God, don't you dare send something my way. I'm very comfortable where I am. I don't want to be without a house or a car. I, I don't want to be without food. I don't want to be without clothing. God, you done messed my world up. And God says, I let that happen. I didn't do it. I just let it happen so you would have to reacquaint yourself with faith. Because we can get used to the paycheck. And we can get used to the house that's being paid and, and the cars being filled up. But after a while, God says, wait a minute. When's the last time you had to depend upon me? It's been so long since some of us have had to depend upon God for money. Had to depend upon God for a sickness to be healed because the doctor says it can't happen. But God says, I've got you just where I want you. Because somebody needs to be a miracle. And I need a testimony from Memphis or a testimony from Baton Rouge or a testimony from Nashville. No faith, no miracles. Would you quit telling God how to run his business? Quit telling God I can't do that. How many times have you said, God, I can't stand that? Of course, where you are at that moment, you could not. Do you think God wastes grace? you think God wastes his mercy? No wonder you've seen people have situations in their lives say, I could never have went through that. Of course you could never because you didn't get that and what you needed. But when you need it, God will give it to you. How many of you have watched other houses float away or great storms come in people's lives and man, I, I couldn't have stood that. I would have lost my mind if that would have happened. You know what? There you is right now. And you know why you survived it? It's because God said, I will never let anything be greater than I am. There can never be a storm or a sickness. There can never be a powerful influence. There can never be a hell in. No, no, no. Honey, God's already got it because God can't lie. Look at somebody say, God ain't lying. When God said he'll bring you through, he'll bring you through. If God said, I got a blessing prepared for you, get ready for your blessing. If God said the end will be better than the beginning, you better get yourself ready for the best blessing you've ever had. It's because no faith, no miracles. You know what faith is? Faith is a little oil and it's a little flower. She's about to die. She's going to fix it for her and her son. It's going to be over. As soon as I fix this meal, prophet, we're going to die. You can give and live or eat and die. So she gave. It just took a little bit. Faith is just a little sock and a rock, just a little boy and just a little rock in a, in a sling. What is faith? Faith is a seed in a time of need. What is faith? Faith can be a dress on an altar. Faith can be a pacifier in an altar. Faith can simply be pouring oil on a car engine. Faith can simply be just speaking to the mountain and it will be removed. Are you going to believe or are you not going to believe? You've got to make that decision tonight. You're either going to get this or you're not going to get it. Either you're going to let God test you and try you and prove you or you're going to bail out and bawl your eyes out and say, God, why has this happened to me? I don't know why it's happened, but I'll tell you, 
you what, when God gets through, the enemy will not be exalted. Hell will not be praised. When you come through this on the other side, you'll say, look what the Lord had done. Look what the Lord had done. So if God leaves you right in the middle of it, don't think he leaves you by yourself. He sent those disciples in a storm. They thought he'd left them. All of a sudden, he comes walking on the water to them. You think God lets you go into something without him being there in the middle of it with you? We do so much griping instead of glorifying. We had a bunch of people killed in that Old Testament because they murmured and complained. How much did you murmur today? You better be glad you got to church tonight as much as some of us murmured. You better be glad God just didn't wipe you out. Can you imagine all the things that you forfeited God would have given you because you indoctrinated your own self? You denied your own self a blessing because you kept telling yourself, I don't know why God's not helping me. Why is God not bringing me out? How come my, my ship hasn't come in? How come God let somebody else get ahead of me? I've been waiting longer than they had. We don't have the baby or we don't have the house we wanted. And God's trying to tell you, I need you to get some faith. I need you to gird up the loins of your mind. I need you to have some faith because no faith, no miracle. So let me go back to the question I just asked you. When's the last time you had to have God? We get pretty comfortable, folks, in our, in our finances. We get pretty comfortable. All our chickens are around us. Our brew's right there at home. We got everything going for us. You see, some people can't adjust to adversity. They don't know how in the world to be trusted with a tragedy. They just think everything, if everything's not right, why can't God trust you with the tragedy? Why can't God say, I tell you what, if you'll just believe, I'll show you my goodness. If you'll just hold on. And that's why for some of you, please hear me. You have no idea what God's going to do with what you've been through. Oh, let me say that again. You have no idea what God's going to do with what you've been through. Did any, has anybody ever said before, I'll never make it? I got five honest people here tonight. That's wonderful. How many's ever said, God, I don't know what I'm going to do? God, I, if you don't hurry up, God, I can't make it. And God looks down and says, you pitiful human beings. And I made that. But he knows we're flesh. He knows how weak we are. But I've come this weekend to tell you that no faith, no miracle. I've got to catapult you to a level of faith like you have before. Can you imagine the things God, do you not understand that if it hadn't been for God on your side, where would you be? You ever gone through something to look back and say, how in the world did I get here from there? How did God make this that good when that was that bad? So we get tested again. So something comes in our way. That's okay. God knows where you are on the way to where you're going. He's got everything prepared for you. If you think that the enemy can just come in anytime he wants to and rip and rape you and just leave you destroyed, you're crazy. God sees the end so obviously God knows what you're going through. Then if God knows what you're going through, why can't you leave it with God? 
because of our lack of understanding of what faith is supposed to be and what faith is supposed to do. Faith is supposed to leave you equipped. Faith is supposed to leave you profoundly proficient in believing that, God, you got this. I was in Indiana just a couple of weeks ago, and a man was in the church there. And I preached in Columbus, Indiana many, many years ago. And, and after I got through preaching, you'll see, you have no idea what God is getting ready to bestow upon us. Thank you, my fine buddy. I'm glad you're here tonight. You're about the only one sometimes saying amen. What's God going to do for you? When's the last time you wrote down in your checkbook what you're going to have at the end of the year? You say, well, I don't know what I'm going to have at the end of the year. Then, then forget it then. But what do you want God to give you at the end of the year? You see, we don't ask because we don't believe. And what we don't believe God for, we don't ask God for. So what, what if you go to, okay, say you don't use a checkbook anymore. You know, a lot of people use mobile. That's, that's okay. But when's the last time you wrote down your checkbook? December 31st, 2016, I will have $5,196.02 in my account. You say, well, that'd be crazy to do that. I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, that's what faith is. Faith is counting things that were not as though they already were. You know, our faith gets so mixed up because we like to see to believe or see and then believe. We don't believe to see. So I was in Indiana, and this man came up to me. He said, Brother Holland, do you remember when you preached in Columbus, Indiana years ago? I said, oh, yeah, I remember that. I said, I remember the man that walked up here. He's been seeking the Holy Ghost for 30 years, 30 years. I don't think you can seek the Holy Ghost 30 years. I, I, I don't think you can ever. I don't even think you need to seek the Holy Ghost. I think you need to just receive the Holy Ghost. We got these people that seek the You ought to get the Holy Ghost. While he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell. But you're kind of just waiting, you know, you're waiting for me to get through in the next, because I've already preached 14 minutes and 53 seconds, so they're trying to keep me at least under an hour and 10 minutes, I know. But I, I, I can do that, okay? And, and, and so when, when you under... That's a joke, folks. Some of y'all got it, some of y'all didn't. <laughs> but when you understand the promise of God in your life, I said, yeah, I remember when the man came and was sick in the Holy Ghost for 30 years. And I said, go get a towel. So they went to the baptistry and got a towel and put it around his shoulders. And I took one of those big base olive oil bottles. And I said, okay, dude, get ready. I'm going to drench you with oil. And I took that olive oil and I started pouring it. It went down the side of his ears, his face. It was just, I mean, it was covering it. I said, now speak in tongues. Boom. Start speaking in tongues. Lord of mercy is right. He said, how'd that happen? I don't know. Just like I don't know how you're going to speak to God in just a minute. And say, God, I command and I challenge every spirit that's trying to destroy me, every power from hell that's trying to take my mind away, every enemy's attack that's trying to take my spirit of, of faith away from me. Now, God, I claim it. I don't know how that's going to happen, but some of you are going to leave this service because God's going to give you some faith faith tonight and you're going to curse the thing that's cursing you and you're going to deny the things that have been trying to deny you because you understand the power of faith is through my tongue and if I can speak it God can do it. He said do you remember how the two, two people walked in the pastor's office after church I said oh yeah I remember I went back to change clothes while I was changing clothes I got through to the pastor's chair there or a chair in the office 
And somebody knocked on the door and walked in. I said, what's that? I said, it's, a, it's, a, it's an envelope. I said, what's that? It said, five $100 bills. I said, where did you get it? I said, it was taped to the windshield of my car. I said, who did it? They said, we don't know. So about 10 seconds later, another couple of steaks. I said, I guess you got an envelope with $500. And they said, how did you know? I said, because who did it? Does it matter who did it or how they did it as long as it got done? Some of you, oh, God, I, I'm on fire tonight, Sister Holland. You better hold on, girl. You, you don't have any idea how God's going to do it. You're trying to figure out how God's going to make it happen. God, how are you going to save my dad? How are you going to change my direction? How are you going to change? You're trying to figure it out. God said, I don't need you to figure it out, but no faith, no miracle. I'm not going to give you a miracle until you show me your faith. It's not, Bishop, that God can't do it. It's God bound by His Word. Because faith without is, it's dead. It's dead. He's bound by. So you said, God, I believe you. Then you need to do something with what you believe. God, I know you're going to help me. Then give God something to help you with. God, I know you're going to bless me financially. Then give God something to bless. If God blessed a million nothings, you still get from God a million nothings. You've got to put something in the hand of God. You've got to pray so God can answer. You've got to give so God can bless. You've got to worship so God can hover over you. No faith. Somebody clap your hands and say amen. No faith, no miracles. How'd that happen? I don't know. Somebody just, somebody had a thousand dollars that they didn't need. Just wanted to give it away, I guess. Or somebody decided, you know, I need to sow a seed for my need. You know, I tell people, what's in your hand won't meet your need. Use it for a seed. Yeah, but I need $1,000. I only got 500 Give it to the church. He said, well, that don't make sense. Because if I give 500 when I need 1000 I don't need 500 No, you need God. You needed God for the 500 Why is it harder to trust God for 500 than it is 1000 Yeah, I'm messing with you, but I get paid good to do that, Okay. I get paid good to, to get your thought pattern working and say, wait a minute, I'm sitting here when God's got a heaven full of blessings. I'm sitting here when I ought to be living under an open heaven. I ought to be sitting waiting for God to do anything. I ought to wake up in the morning and say, God, I thank you for what you're about to put in my path. I thank you for the three people that you're about to put in my path that I'm going to witness to. I thank you, God, for the business deal that I've never thought I could make. It's going to be the biggest one in my life because no faith. No faith, no miracles, no faith, no miracles. So what are you going to do with what God gave you? The sis that God healed your throat. That ain't the last time God's going to heal you. You say, how do you know I'm going to be sick? It just gives us faith to believe that if I do, God ever touched you, I'm still glad you're in church. Since your brother, y'all grew up to be good-looking guys. Y'all used to be not-so-good-looking guys. I'm just kidding, just messing with you. These people are ready to go home, and I ain't yet, okay? But glad y'all still here. You had to fight a lot to be where you are. And I know that. Everybody here had to fight through something to stay here. I don't know why we think that God's just going to say, oh, there it is. It's all. No, no, no. When you fight for something, it means something to you. You've got to go through some things to get some things. So thank God that you're still here. Okay, thank God that it's going to be better than it's ever been. I'm prophesying to you right now. 
Okay, I'm prophesying to you. It's going to be better than it's ever been. Okay, just hold your hands out. I'm blessing you. Lord, I bless their hands right now. I think of their ability to work, the hard work they do, but God, what they're about to have, who they work for, and what is going on. God, their faith is about to be renewed, regenerated. What they have never seen, they're about to see. What they've never felt, they're ready to feel. Because God, what you've given them is not compared what they felt by the Holy Ghost. I energize you both tonight in the name of Jesus. I take everything that's been thrown at you and I throw it away. I said I take everything that's been thrown at you and I throw Throw it away. It can no longer affect, defect you. But God shall renew your spirit, your mind, and you shall come forth. And God shall be pleased with your life. Somebody clap your hands. Say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I need ten people to stand up and shout, I'm going through. 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 No faith, no miracles. Remain standing with me. The Bible said he, that he could not do many mighty works there. No miracles. Because, because they had no faith. Now, what are you going to do? with what you're going through. What are you going to do with what you're going through? What are you going to do with what you don't have? God ain't never out of new. God ain't never out of fresh. You receive not because you, and you ask not because you ask amiss. Why is it wrong to say, God, I need and be specific? When we took our last church some 25 years ago now, my wife told God exactly what you wanted, didn't you? I want a five-bedroom house and three bathrooms. You said, why do you need that? Because I want it. We got three boys at home. But that's, that's pretty specific. Okay, you got three boys at home and two adults. God, I want a two-bedroom trailer. What? You know what God gave us? Five-bedroom house, three baths. And she said, I want to thank you. I want a trash compactor too, God. He said, well, that's not very much. It is if you don't have one. I don't know who you are, but the Lord just says, tell her, I'm ready. I'm ready. So whatever that means, I'm ready. Okay? I'm ready. I'm ready. And Pastor, I talk, this church is so, so positioned. Sister Christy, I'm going to places right now and seeing some of the most dynamic demonstrations of God I've ever seen in 43 years of preaching. It's such a hallowed, holy, divine moves of God. It's not the preaching. It's not the singing. It's just God saying, okay, y'all, I told you I would do this. I told you I would be this. 
I told you if you kept believing what I was going to do. And there are enough people that have stationed themselves and said, God, I really do believe you're going to be everything that you needed. Whatever you do, don't change where you are right now. Don't stop where you are. Some people, when things don't start moving, they say, okay, I need to make a move. Maybe God, uh uh-uh, the Holy Ghost tells me to tell some of you all, don't you leave where you are. Don't ask God to take you out of this till he's through with you with what he gets from you. God needs to get something from us from what we go through. If God doesn't get any glory out of what you're going through, then why do you think you know? God let you go through some things so you can honor and glorify him. Quit thinking God's after you. God's out to get you. That's foolish. Well, God took this away because I didn't live for him all those years. So God is kind of, you know, getting me back. What? Getting you back for what? Because you were human and stupid? We all got that in our lives. We all act that way sometimes. When your kid spills a glass of milk, do you want to send him to prison for three years? So you made the mistake. So you didn't act properly. So you went left when you should have went right. Sure, you should have given those things to God and given it. All of a sudden, the devil said, uh-huh. You think God's going to give that back? You would have missed your chance. It's over. No faith. No miracles. So I got to get some of you all tonight and say, okay, it's over. It's done. I'm, I'm, I'm finished with that. You know, after a while, you can just be chronic. You know, I got some people, I don't even ask how they feel. Because they tell you how you feel. Oh, you don't know how bad it is. You don't know what I'm going through, really? How about yourself crawl on a cross and see how that feels? Lay down and let your hands and feet be nailed to a cross. You think that's easy? So Jesus is about to resurrect some faith in you tonight. Some of you are about to challenge God tonight. You're about to challenge God. You're about to say, God... I didn't even want to ask you this because I didn't think you thought it was that important. But you know what, God? I'm going to ask you tonight. I need you to do that. I can live without it, but God, I just, I just want to give you something to work with. I haven't asked you for something in a long time. i just kind of been going along because life's been good. i tell you what, God, I'm up in my level of faith tonight. I'm going to ask you for something so big that it's going to take divine intervention for it to take place. And God is doing some things with you. Now, Father, I thank you tonight. You're absorbing. That's what you told me to pray over these people tonight. You're absorbing some things that if we would take it on much more, it would drown us, overwhelm us, overtake us. But you're absorbing some of the hurt right now. You're taking away and depleting Some of the pressures and the pain that the enemy has tried to place so heavily upon people that's here and those that are watching on the web tonight. Lord, I don't need to convince them who you are. I just need to tell them that you cannot lie and you haven't changed. That if we right now will position our faith with our heads up, our eyes looking toward you, That God, if we give you something to work with, you will work. I'm not cursing the darkness, but we're going to light a light tonight. 
We're going to light a light in our family and in our finances and in our city and in our job. We're going to light the light, Jesus, because we're about to elevate our faith out of our fears. We're about to shake the kingdoms of darkness loose because you want to give us a miracle. You want to give us a miracle. You want to give us a miracle. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. So here you are. It's where you have to do something about what you've just heard. You say, that's a good message, or, you know, it's all right. He didn't prophesy to very many people, or he didn't call many people out. You know, no, 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 no. It's not my faith. It's your faith. So, sir, what are you going to do with your faith? You're going to challenge it? You're going to step out of the box? You're going to say, okay, God, for me to do this is going to take a whole lot of faith. But God, if I do it, you'll do it. So whatever the Lord's speaking for you to do, do it. Do it. Whatever the Spirit's challenging you to do, you need to do it. When's the last time you had to use your faith? So I need some people right now to walk up the front of this building. And not just walk up here, hear me. I need you to walk up here with steps of purpose and a heart of passion and walk up here and say, okay, God, no faith, no miracles. I've got comfortable where I am. But, God, I need a challenge, and some of you got the challenge. And I thank you for the faith that you're going to give me while I walk up front and stand here. I stand here in faith. I stand here in courage. I speak to the enemy. I tear down my own stronghold. I divorce myself from the unbelief. I am letting my faith go. My fears no longer shall control me, but I will control my fears with my faith. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out. Thank you. Look at all the people hurrying in up here. There you go. I'm stepping out. No faith, no miracles. I couldn't do it because they didn't have any faith. I believe in you, Jesus. That's it. I see it. I thank you for my miracle tonight. I thank you. I thank you. If you're watching tonight, reach up to heaven. If you're watching on the web tonight, reach up with faith. Call upon the name of the Lord. I need you, Jesus. I bless you, Lord. Thank you for the faith that's coming. Thank you for the faith that's coming. Come on, faith is working. Faith is working. Faith is working. Faith. Over. Over. <laughs>